you just sense the Lord touching you tonight? Just raise your hand. Yeah, that's a lot. How many of you sensed a, a notable energy, a notable presence on your body? Just raise your hand. Okay, now that is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I personally don't think that the Holy Spirit just immerses us one time. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to flow through us and come on us as a way of life. How many of you think that? Yeah, and so the, we will not see a Jesus movement without a lot of Jesus. And Jesus is the one that baptizes us in the Holy Spirit and fire. And that's going to make history in your generation and my generation. How cool is that, huh? I want a testimony. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I want. A testimony. Come on up. And yeah, I don't have the, the remote. We'll, we'll try to figure out how to get that in. Come on. Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Why don't you tell everybody what the Holy Spirit just did, because it's pretty rad. It is pretty rad. Hello, my name is Jeanette. Okay. Um, I was diagnosed with diabetes and neuropathy and cellulitis in both legs. I have severe holes in both of my toes, and I went yesterday to the wound doctor, and they told me that I have an infection in my bone. And they were talking about amputating my leg. Well, for the past couple of months, I've had um, severe pain in my leg, and I can't, sometimes I can't even get out of bed. They hurt so bad. And I can't walk, and I can't, it just really hurts, and I have to take a lot of medicine a day just to function. Um, well, Josh comes up, and he says, my mother has one diabetes and I'm going to take your pain away and I'm like okay you know but I, um, and he prayed for me and he walked with me and he was like I'm, I'm taking your pain away you know you won't feel nothing and by the time we got done walking back and forth I felt no pain in my leg go God yeah and I still don't. I don't even, most of the time I have to bring my cane. I walk up here without a cane. Without like, so God is good. If you, if you don't think that God is watching you and, and has your hand on his shoulder, I'm here to tell you he does. And, he, and, and this guy's great. He was my tour guide on the mountain in Wyoming. <laughs> I, I almost didn't make it, you know. So, but God is good. Come on. Yeah, so Jeanette and I, we, uh, we did a little hike up at 10,000 feet in the snowies together, didn't we? Yes, we did. And we just had a little awesome hug fest and then the Holy Spirit, whereas we were just worshiping. My mom has been a diabetic, a type 1 diabetic for 53 years. She's one of the longest living diabetics, but in that diabetes, she's had prosperity in her body. And, and so when we were worshiping, I just felt like the Lord said, release the prosperity on your family. And uh, so how many know, like, it's worth it being obedient, right? Because you get a share in the reward of him moving. And so I just, we just, just felt like that was the word of our life, so we prayed that, and then just felt like, touch her toes with your toes. So, you know, had one of those moments where it's time to be one of those weird people and do something weird in faith. So we took off our feet, touched our toes together like this, and uh, just started praying. 
And then we started walking, and the pain just went away. Come on. We love you, Jesus. Oh, man. I love that. You know, just as Josh was talking, I felt like another level of healing a healing presence was coming into the room to touch some of you in your bodies right now. And if you're feeling um, a supernatural kind of energy or heat, that's a sign that Jesus is actually laying his hands on you and doing something deep inside you right now. And it might be a heart pain that he's healing. So how many of you are feeling that? Just just right now, just that you're feeling a touch from the Lord. You, I'm not going to make you talk. I just want to have your acknowledgement. You're feeling it, Rebecca? How's it feel? What is it? What is going on? Your hands are really tingly. Yeah, that's the that's a healing. That's a sign that a healing anointing is coming. Anointing. The word. How many of you heard that word anointing? It means to be smeared. That's what it means. And so when the when the Lord comes, He smears us with His presence, and it's kind of a mystically amazing thing. Every one of these chairs have been prayed over and laid hands on. And we've asked the Lord to smear the chairs with the presence of the Lord. So wherever you're sitting, you've been prayed over right now. God wants to saturate you in the spirit of the Lord right now. Okay, we're just going to kind of play around in the river of God just for a second. Just just be a little patient. We're, we've got a little sketch uh, Sherry's going to do tonight in just a minute. But we're just here to be his people in his presence. So I'm paying attention to the Lord right now. I'm listening to his voice. And I'm wondering... If my friend Michael is getting something from the Lord tonight, if you're getting something from the Lord tonight, Michael, yeah, come on up, come on up. Everybody say hey to Michael. Yep. I don't want to interrupt the uh, healing that's going on. Okay, so just let the healing continue. Um, yeah, just hold your hands out like you're going to receive something, especially if you have an illness of some kind or something chronic that bothers your body. And so in the name of Jesus, the beautiful name of Jesus, Father, let the healing virtue just flow into people's bodies now. And we thank you for it. The name of Jesus. Let there be grace and presence now for healing all kinds of sicknesses and ailments, infirmities. Lord, I speak to systems of the bodies. I speak to... Uh, cardiovascular systems now, endocrine systems, skeletal muscular systems, central nervous systems. In Jesus' name, we receive, Lord, the healing touch. Some, some of you have experienced a very distinct uh, presence going through your body of, in some way or another. And if that's true, just stand up right now. We just want to ask for a little bit more. Okay. Just linger 
weight in the presence of God. Okay, good. And those around them, if you're nearby, just put your hand on them and let's ask for more healing. And, and not just a touch, but a, a lasting healing. We want lasting healing now, Lord, just to banish illness and infirmity. In Jesus' name, we bless those, Lord, who you're touching now tonight. We thank you for each one. Touch vital organs, hearts, lungs, and kidneys. Lord, even brain chemistry, I just speak to brain chemistry to be regulated now so that uh, there will be a right flow of serotonin and oxytocin. Those other good chemicals, Lord, that the brain needs. I just pray for the opening of those passageways. Jesus' name, where Satan has afflicted. We just take authority now over the evil one. Lord, there's no room for him in this place. We just banish all spirits of affliction in Jesus' name. Good. Amen? Amen. You may be seated. So um, what's on my mind is something very simple um, that has really blessed my life, and it's something I recently uh, learned, but apparently this is something that's been known for centuries, and I just never learned it before. Maybe you haven't, and maybe some of you have, but, um, you know, when uh, God revealed his personal name to Moses uh, at the burning bush, that's when God revealed his personal name for the first time, and so... He said, you know, who, who are you, Lord? What's your name so that I can tell the children of Israel who has sent me? And the Lord said to him in Hebrew, eh, yeah, is sending you. Eh, yeah. Say, eh, yeah. Eh, yeah, is sending you. And that is, I am who I am. But, of course, Moses didn't go and say, I am who I am has sent me. He said, he is who he is has sent me. He is who he is. And that is Yahweh, right? But uh, the, the Jewish people, um, there's apparently some mystery around the pronunciation of the name. And so uh, what I've learned recently is that it's actually, it can be, the sound of your breathing. So, Yahweh. Let's do that a few times. You don't have to move your lips and you don't have to move your tongue to say his name. So it's the sound of your breathing. So if we become more aware, then as we breathe, we can be praying. And your whole life can become a prayer as you breathe. So you don't even have to hardly think about it. But if you become aware, uh, and I'm becoming more aware of this, that every breath I take, I'm calling on the name of the Lord. You guys feel that? What I want you to do is, another word for the Lord is ruach, which is a Hebrew word for wind. It's the breath of God. 
And the breath of God, when Adam came to Eve, he breathed. Adam and Eve, he came and breathed his breath. And that's the breath of his spirit. And so, I'd like you to just do something prophetically. I'd like you to just blow that direction for the shalom of the Lord to hit my son, Jason. And the peace of the Lord hit him right now. And for Caden, and hope is just a little further down the street. You just go, ruach, shalom, shalom. Just take that devastation and sh And then I'm going to just, Sarah's right here, just, I'm just blowing on Sarah. Yeah, just a shalom. There's so much power in these words, shalom. And when that, that ball of fire, that ball of shalom hits Jason, his whole spirit will relax. He's been in war mode, and there's nothing worse than a fighter, which Jason's a fighter, literally, or was, when you don't have anything to beat up, and you're, and you're helpless, and your, your family is being attacked at the highest level, and you can't see your enemy. And we, we know we battle not with flesh and blood, but with spiritual principalities and powers, and for someone like Jason, that's just so frustrating. And so all of a sudden, his insides just collapsed in, in frustration and stress. And his body just, his immune system just gave out. And so we need a breath of God. Breath of God. I had a nurse literally tell me about a friend today in the PQ unit say, two years ago, their family went through a crisis as well. And the, and the husband broke out in a mystical rash and they took him to KU, and they couldn't figure it out either. Same exact symptoms. And, and I went, wow, this is crazy. So Jason is actually recovering. The antibiotics are working, and his, his skin is re returning. Now he's on lots of you know, pain meds and on lots of antibiotics, and, and he just needs to sleep. And he needs the rest of heaven to hit his spirit, man. Yeah. Uh, praise the Lord. And you know what? So do you. You need the breath of God to come through you. You need the fire of God. You need the presence of the Lord. You need Jesus to come and awaken you and fill you and, and retool you and re-equip you and recall you and reignite you and send you forth into your destinies and your callings. And you know what? You need Jesus and you need Jesus' people. You've got to have God's people. You can't operate in independence and isolation. And you need to see the kingdom of God come. When we came into this neighborhood back in the mid-90s, it was one dangerous place. Drive-by shootings were occurring. Gang banging was going on. Drug dealing, prostitution. It was the nastiest place in the city. And the Lord said, I want you to buy that convent. And I went, you want me to buy the convent? It was abandoned. It was a... The cheap little for sale by owner sign out in front. And it was called Holy Trinity Convent. And I bought it, and the Lord said, I want you to go and wage war. I love the people in this area. I love them with all of my heart. Every person pushing a cart, every person stealing copper, every person laying in the gutter, and every person that's in, you know, every Hispanic family, every white family, every, you know, every, I love every single one of these so much, and I want you to war on their behalf. And so we began decreeing and declaring and fighting and prayer walking and 
breaking bread over the land and, and sharing Jesus and healing the sick and casting out demons and starting little micro churches and now the crime rates dropped down to 50% and people have been, you know, met the Lord and people have moved into the area and that's kingdomizing the city. And we have refugees doing gardens just right over here. And we have inner city people, street people that come into the basement of this building and get showers and a cup of coffee and, and a lot of hugs and then a lot more hugs called Bessie's house. It's awesome. The, the kingdom of God He's calling you to something great and awesome. And this Jesus tribe's gathering, this Jesus gathering is here to give you a massive upgrade in his presence. Massive upgrade in his presence. And it's all about bringing all things under Jesus. Bringing things under Christ. What we want to do, and this is not in any way kind of, how can I put this? We're going to give to this too. We're creating a war chest to do city reaching. And what we want to see in this region is we want to see an organic microchurch planted in every neighborhood of this city that is fiery in the presence of the Lord. A search and rescue team set up in every neighborhood. We want to see every school have a microchurch that's full of God. We want to see every uh, business have a microchurch. By that we mean a small spiritual family on mission. But they're connected with a with a larger congregation with real elders. We don't care what that is. We don't care which church it is, just that that's connected. We don't want isolated. And what we're going to do is we're going to take an offering this, for Jesus tribes, this gathering, for Jesus gathering, to be a war chest to initiate microchurch planting and saturate it throughout this city and the region. And there's a lot of small towns, they don't have revival. They don't have the fire of God in them. Some of these rural country towns, we want to prayer walk those towns, find the woman of peace, the man of peace, train them on how to do a little microchurch plant, and they'll, show, they'll, they'll meet in a coffee shop, they'll meet under a tree, they'll meet in their living room, and we, we will see the fire of God fall in those living rooms, and they will touch those people, and a little revival will break out in those farming communities, in those small little towns and villages all over the region. And this is going to be one of the catalysts for that to happen. But we need a wineskin to contain this wine. And the wineskin can't be just a building with a microphone. The wineskin is people properly connected in divine order, in family and army. You understand what I just said? We all need to be connected organically in a small spiritual family on mission. And that's the wineskin of the New Testament. So you can write a check to The Rock, or we're going to put up here text to give. We've got an easy number. It's up there? Ah, Sue, you're such ahead of me. You're so amazing. Okay, so you can text to give, and I've done this. It's so easy. You just take out your smartphone, dial that number, and, and then it'll come, up, it'll come back to you, and you, you can just fill in a number. Or you could just write a check to Jesus called The Rock. Just write G The Rock. But it's going to go into this war chest to bring the kingdom into this region. And what I'm praying for with my other brothers and sisters is for people that we can train to be microchurch planters or microchurch trainers. And we're going to raise up in, in, in partnership with other leaders in the city. And it doesn't matter what denomination or background, as long as they love Jesus, as long as they love Jesus and believe the word of God, we're going to partner and we're going to be a part of, of forming a, 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 a catalytic team 
that teaches people how to move in the Spirit and infiltrates neighborhoods with the presence of the Lord. And I'm telling you, you know, Mission Hills and Lenexa and Overland Park need Jesus just as much as down here. You, you know, it, they may have sprinklers and it may look a little prettier, but I want to tell you, they may not have mattresses laying out in the street and junk like that and, you know, old couches laying out there, which, you know, what's a neighborhood without a couple old couches laying out in the street? I mean, I mean, it's just boring. But listen to this. Those people, those people, you know, those people. They need Jesus as much as we need Jesus here. So that's what we're going to do. So we have baskets. My wife is going to start the baskets. Just grab the baskets. No, it's not my wife. It's you guys. You're voluntold. And, and um, I think it would be really cool if Paul Glazer came up and blessed this offering. Everybody say hey to Paul. Okay, Paul is amazing. And even more amazing is his wife, Rebecca. Come on oh, up here. Yeah, right. for sure. Even more amazing. Okay. Listen, Rebecca is the overseer of this entire Jesus gathering. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's a team. Yes, it's a team, but she's, she's the behind-the-scenes uh, intergalactic junta. And so this couple, by revelation came and bought the original convent that we purchased back in the 90s, and they now own it. Is that crazy? And they've got all their beautiful children down there, and they're all running around, and, and he's so grateful because, well, I won't even tell you what I did in the building, but I, I blessed the building so that it would be fully functional for a couple, an amorous couple, and that's all I'm going to say about that. So anyway... Um, Rebecca has been overseeing this amazing gathering, and I want you to just, just love on her and get to know her. And when Jason and Sarah have gone through this crisis, we've asked Paul and Rebecca to kind of step into the facilitating point leadership of our local leadership team. And so they are the facilitating deal, but they're also doing it in conjunction with our larger translocal apostolic team so that there's a greater wedding of trust and love between the extra local or translocal family and the local. Does that make sense? So that that secures the local church knowing they have the benefit of a whole bunch of people that are surrounding them and loving them. They're not just fighting this war alone. So this is Paul. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So remember, this is seed that you're sowing into the kingdom of God. It's your great pleasure, our great pleasure to do that. So, Father, we lift this up to you, and we bless this seed that it would multiply abundantly. We know that you give us the seed, and we sow it. We sow it in obedience, but we sow it with great pleasure and joy. But that is our right as your sons. And so we sow the seed into the kingdom at, with great expectation to see your kingdom go forth, that you would be magnified, that Jesus would win the day in the hearts of all these people, 
who do not yet know you. Let this go forward, the work go forward today. In the name of Jesus, amen. That's awesome, Paul. Thank you. Um, All right. How many of you are enjoying this? Like, this is so cool, isn't it? This whole week is going to be like this. We're going to move in the Spirit. We're going to prophesy. We're going to pray. We're going to listen to the Holy Spirit. We're just going to walk in the presence of the Lord. And here's what's going to happen. If you'll track with the journey, the, the meta narrative, the story, God is going to transform you into being an apostolic child of his that knows how to live in spiritual family and army who can advance the kingdom wherever you go. There's an upgrade that God's trying to do in your life. He's, tr- he's trying to help you understand that you're more than you think. And he wants to get you out of just your, tr- your, 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 your sh- uh, less than exciting story to engage his very exciting story, a story that will bleed into eternity because you've taken great risks and steps out and God will bless you and meet you in ways that will blow your mind. And so I want to keep encouraging you, if you can, even consider, if it's possible, take off work tomorrow. Get freed up to come in here because there's a concentrated level of presence of God in this place, I'm telling you. And God was going to meet you tomorrow and Saturday and Sunday morning. And we're going to have outreach times, we're going to have food, we're going to have laughter. It's just going to be a big family reunion with an upgrade. I'm telling you. And we have had people encounter the Lord so significantly, they've had divine creativity for for businesses. They got the revelation of businesses in these settings. They went out and God blessed them and prospered them. Or we had people struggling and flailing because they hadn't fully got the revelation of why the business. And God talked to them, blessed them, put favor on them, and then they just took off. We have so many of those stories of the favor and blessings of God hitting people because they, they got into the right context. And you want God's space to fill your space. You want thy kingdom come on earth inside you as it is in heaven. We're not trying to get off the planet and go to heaven. We're trying to get heaven on the planet, more of heaven. That's what we're doing here. Okay, we, wanna, we want heaven and earth to marry and overlap. We want God's space to get into our space. That's our job. Not escape, but go to battle, bringing heaven to earth. I'm going to tell you, there's nothing that can stop a family and an army that's, that's full of Jesus. Nothing. Because nothing is impossible with him that believes. All right, now. I'm going to frame this little skit we're going to do. Sherry, get ready. We believe that one of the strongest anointings that is going to capture the planet is a love anointing. It's an affection of Christ Jesus. We believe that love is an energy. Okay, love is an energy. It says faith energized by love. That's the scripture. The word is energia. We believe love is an energy that you can emit out of your spirit if you're full of Jesus. And if you're not bitter, and you're not angry, and you're not in unbelief, but you're full of Jesus, you can emit a love anointing. And one of the anointings that we're going to impart over this weekend is literally an an affection anointing that emits out of your spirit. Now, there's other anointings that we're going to impart. One is joy. 
There's an intoxicating, amazing joy that you can radiate out of your spirit that's contagious. And when people get around you, the joy of the Lord will hit them. Would that be fun? So we're going to release and dispense the fruit of the spirit into our human spirit because that is contagious. The love and affection anointing is one of the top anointings in the word of God. And here's the verse. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says, Make love your aim, then desire the gifts, especially that you would prophesy. So in divine order, you want the fruit of the Spirit first, then the wisdom and revelation of the Spirit second, then the power of the Spirit third. Because the power of the Spirit is only safe with those people that are selfless and abandoned to love others. Does that make sense? So we're going to do a little skit. And this is our own Sherry Stobarger. Come on up, Sherry. Everybody say hey to Sherry. <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> um, this is my first time to share what I call the Love Bomb Challenge out in I call this public. <laughs> I've shared it at my house church. So um, we're all family, and y'all are going to just let me practice on you. It's going to be okay. All right. I just wanted to share a little bit of history about the Love Bomb Challenge. Um, the Love Bomb Challenge, I started walking in this journey about 25 years ago, um, where I intentionally, on purpose, like radically, began to press into Holy Spirit and his love. Um, there was little tests along the way, kind of like you go to the gym and you work out, you know, you just do your workout. And um, so this journey was, um, it was very, um, it was a preparation time, I should say it that way, um, for what I was going to go through. Um, and I just learned how to set up in his lap and overcome by sitting in his presence in a very radical, very radical way um, that didn't make sense in my mind or for those that were watching, they didn't understand. They actually would ask me, how are you doing this? Um, and so um, I want his love to flow through me, and I want it to be authentic. And so all these years, up to about uh, three years ago or so, I kept this love bomb challenge process to myself, kind of like in the back of the desert. Just, just He just had me on a very private time I just it was just me and him you know and so while I was at love I mean a uh, house church they started talking about evangelizing and I'm going okay I've had experience being evangelized too and it didn't feel very authentic and it didn't it didn't hit me in the places where the wounds were and that's what we want as a church body we want to go out to those places in the people that are hurting and wounded and be authentic, not just check it off of our list. In the same way, 
we go to church and we don't want to just check it off of our list, but we want to go love these people and they connect. We connect with their heart and they understand that we understand. We don't even have to go through the same pain that they have, but we can, they can connect. And they can feel that authentic love. And so my plan is for the next however many sessions we're going to have to share a little bit of my tips and secrets and how I've been able to overcome the things that have been very hard in my life. And um, it's just a really awesome thing. Just a minute. I'm going to make sure I get everything in here. Um, so religion, I'm, I looked up a, a definition that works for me, is a particular system of faith. So this is the one thing that I have that is my religion. My religion is um, John 14, 6. And it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So my, the way that I um, stay in his presence, the way I press through the hard times is I, on purpose, radically, religiously, press into his presence in a very, very tangible way. And my mind says, wow, Sherry, you're getting kind of religious about this. You're kind of, you know, um, about the only thing I speak about at house church is like, but wait a minute, what about God's love? We have to start there. We can't just press into praise and worship without pressing into his love. We cannot, we, otherwise it's just our works. It's just our flesh just trying to work something up. So we have to start with his love that triggers us into a depth and a, and a love that, that's authentic. Um, and then Romans 12, 2. Can somebody read that for me? Just come up to the mic. Romans 12, 2. It talks about renewing your mind. Oh. Therefore, brothers, I urge you in view of God's mercy to... Offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve which is God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Very good, Craig. Thank you. So... <laughs> Um, so my religion is that I, because I know that the battlefield is in my mind, and so I am very diligent to renew my mind to his love. And, um, just a minute. I'm going to ask those that would like to join me on this journey for the next, uh, is it five sessions, um, to agree with me that we all want the limits that we put on God to be taken off. We want to break free from the limits that we put on God, our understanding, anything that stops us um, from limiting God. We want those things off. I'd like everybody to stand up, please. I'm an object lesson girl. I kind of got 
lots going on here. Okay, so um, it's called the Love Bomb Challenge. So we're getting ready for an explosion. You got to break off the limits. We got to break off the, the chains and the stuff that keeps us all mucked up. Is everybody ready? Okay, so um, wait, 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 wait. I would like somebody to push the button. I have an explosion pushing button here. Um, somebody, Wendy, would you like to be the button pusher? Whoa, 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 whoa. We got to do a build up. We got to do a build up. We're going <laughs> to. Okay, so what's going to happen is we're going to do this explosion. And then I'm going to pray after everything maybe kind of settles down a little bit. So we're going to do a countdown, five to, to one, and then Miss Wendy's going to push the button. Is everybody ready? So, oh, wait, we all agree, right? Everybody wants the limits taken off, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Yay! <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so hopefully I could get, this is one of those things I wanted to get permission afterwards, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so hopefully we can leave the, the lovey things all over the church building for the, the duration of the conference. Because what this represents is us breaking off our limits. And it's messy. When God's love, his authentic love, breaks in, it gets our mind all mixed up. It does not make sense. It does not comprehend. We can't comprehend our love, his love, with our mind. Okay? So I want all the little hearts to stay where they are. Spread them around. And when you walk in, you're going, oh, yeah. God's love breaks off my limits. I don't have any more limits, in fact. Okay, now we're going to pray. Jesus, we work with you, Holy Spirit, to, to walk in the freedom, the freedom that you paid for on the cross. We claim every ounce of freedom that you died on the cross for to receive your love so that then we can walk in that love and share it with others. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, amen. All right, we're not going to be much longer tonight because I know a lot of you travel a long day. How many of you think that was pretty cool? Yeah, love bomb. Sherry. What, what? Oh, oh! I've got a. I've been bombed by love. Um, listen, Sherry. Sherry's a single mom with a lot of kids, and she came up and said, "I want to release greater love in our families and marriages." So she invented the hot date night. I'm not kidding you, and she takes everyone's children so they can go on a hot date. And they have to meet her specifications for a hot date or she won't take their kids. 
it, it is incredible. And there has been so much increase of love and quality in our marriages because Sherry here has been sewing into hot date night. So, so what I've been doing is I've been sewing in prayer for her own hot date night someday with some big, wonderful man of God that sees who her beauty and amazement. Oh, no, no. Then she had a French kiss contest in church on Sunday morning. But, but guess what? Who won that contest? So that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So you can't outfox the fox. All right. No, no, we can't demonstrate tonight. It will, we, we will lose the anointing. All right, listen. Uh, yeah, oh, 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 I see. I see how you're rolling now. <laughs> All right, listen, I also, many years ago, I felt that the Lord was saying to me, I want to increase the love anointing in your life. And I had a very tough background and upbringing. And I knew that something that was a profound statement from the Lord, that he wanted to increase the love anointing in my life, and the affection of Christ Jesus. So what he took me to was this verse in Ephesians, and he had me praying it, and every single day, and it was like a doctor's prescription. So Dr. Love, meaning Jesus, Dr. Love came to me, the great physician, he said, I'm going to heal your heart, and I'm going to, I'm going to explode the love anointing inside of you. I kid you not, this is what he said, and he said, I want you to pray this prayer. So I want you to open your Bibles, and I'm going to, re I'm going to read this to you. And I want to encourage you throughout this, this Jesus gathering to make this your number one prayer. It's out of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. Okay? So he says, I, I pray, I kneel before the Father. I'm in Ephesians chapter 3. And I'm going to start with 17, but you should start with 14. So Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That's critical that the indwelling Christ be animating you. And he says, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love, now that word is not intellectual. That word is intimate knowing. To know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now, listen, when you start praying that prayer, you invite a divine explosion of the love anointing inside your human spirit that will bleed into your soul and out of your body. How fun would that be? that you walk around radiating the love of God to such a degree that whenever you walk into a place, you change the atmosphere, it doesn't change you. Oh, man, that would be amazing. Oh, man, that kind of evangelism, that radiating love, affection evangelism is the highest anointing that will be so um, uh, in, uh, impactful when you walk around under that anointing. There are other anointings that we're going to pray for, other releases of God 
that the love anointing is, the, is by far and away the highest one. So stand up, and I'm going to deputize you in the mighty name of Jesus. And I think it would be really amazing if I had uh, Norm and Sam come and stand next to me. Norm and Sam, just come and stand on each side because you guys might get a final prayer. We're going to meet back here tomorrow morning. What time again, Rebecca? Nine for prayer, ten for worship. And we're going to blow it out again tomorrow morning, and we're going to keep moving. And what we're trying to do is get in that river and move you forward. So if you guys have a prayer for that love anointing, you just, you know, feel free. Okay, if it hits you. If it's... Hang on. You never know. With Sam, you never know. Okay, take hands because this is a big one. Here we go. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we know that you are love. You are love. That is your very essence. And you created us in your image. Therefore, you want us to be love. Oh my goodness. You are grace. You are love. And you created us to be in your image. So you want us to walk around radiating what you're like to everybody. You want us to be so anointed that we love the hell right out of everybody. Oh, glory to God. I wasn't cussing. You want us to fill that space of woundedness in people with the love of God. So I'm praying right now that love would abound more and more and more and more with depth of revelation as to who you are, how you feel about us, how much you love us. And Lord, watch over every person as they get anointed and upgraded in their identities, in their relationships, and in their destinies in the mighty name of Jesus. Sam? Nope. Norm? Okay. Now just turn and say, I bless you with the love of the Father, the love of the Son, and the love of the Holy Spirit. And let's make tonight a five-hug night. We're going to encourage you not to leave. You, we're not, we don't want you to leave this place until you get five, give five love hugs. Especially to people you've never met. <laughs>